Welcome to the Everyday Miracles Podcast, where real-life stories of hope and inspiration are shared. Every day, miracles are happening all around us, yet we rarely hear anything about them. Why is that? I'm Julie Hedenborg, and I've committed my time and energy to bring these stories to you, including some of my own personal experiences. My hope is that you'll be impacted the same way that I was. Join me in my journey to inspire change in a world that so desperately needs it. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. I want to start off today by saying thank you to those who've reached out to me in support of the podcast. A special shout out today to Jason Palmer, who who reached out recently to say thank you for sharing these testimonies. Uh, I wish they could go mainstream so it could change the world. I really enjoy them. They have changed my life. Thank you, Jason, for that sweet comment. Um, I share this because it means a lot to me, but also to remind you that there's so much power in your testimony. God can certainly use it. And I just encourage you to share yours anytime you feel God is calling you to do so. Uh, Today, I have something to share that God has been putting on my heart for several weeks. In collecting over 40 miraculous testimonies, it's been such a blessing and a learning experience for me to hear all of the many different ways that people hear God. I have actually been shocked and a little envious, if I'm honest, <laughs> that so many people have heard the audible voice of God so clearly. Um, other ways guests have shared that they hear God are through dreams, visions, through other people, angelic visits, and recurring numerical themes, and even more. There's a verse in Job, it's 33:14. For God speaks again and again though people do not recognize it. Why is it important to communicate with God? How different could life be if we tapped into these communication skills and had, a more, had more intimate encounters with God to truly know him, to be guided so clearly in fulfilling his plan, maybe even develop spiritual giftings that could bless others or change lives? Have you thought about how you typically hear from God and do you hear from God? Because he is speaking to all of us. Are we, including myself here, taking adequate time to really be still and listen and read his word? These are all things that have been in my head recently. Um, My guest today is Jill Monaco. She's the founder of Jill Monaco Ministries. 2013, she started her ministry And one of her greatest passions is equipping people to hear God's voice and have a breakthrough. She's a speaker, a best-selling author, an ACC credentialed coach with the International Coach Federation. She's also certified as a strengths champion, champion coach and Simbus relationship coach. She has a podcast and tons of online resources. Many are for free and so much more. Um, She's developed the freedom coaching model that blends hearing God, prayer, and coaching tools. Her first book, The Freedom Coach Model, went to number one on the Amazon bestseller list, and I just got it. It's awesome. She has a rather eclectic background in the entertainment industry and in ministry. I met her. I recently completed her Hearing God's Voice five-day challenge on Facebook. A friend invited me. She had a co-host, Ivan Roman. And I absolutely loved it. Um, She has a beautiful energy. She's passionate and she's very proficient in this topic. Um, She currently lives in Chicago, Illinois, and she happens to be gorgeous and single too (laughs) for any guys out there listening. So Jill, welcome. Thank you so much for coming on. Hi, thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, I know I reached out to you. I was so excited when you agreed to come on and share. Uh, I know we we had a five-day challenge. There was a lot to digest, but I wanted you to just kind of touch on what we discussed. And I know you said you would be offering these challenges again. So I thought it would be really helpful for listeners to, to know where to find some more resources on just having a better encounter with God. Um, oh, my God. Did mention... love... <laughs> Sorry. That's okay. You... You did mention too that you had a pretty wild testimony. I have not heard the whole thing, so I'm excited to hear that. (laughs) Well, you know, I yeah, I do have kind of an interesting testimony, and really, the hearing God challenge is like 
uh, just my life of walking with God, which hasn't really been that long. I guess it was in 2003 that I got saved. Um, and so I really was sharing just the ways that I've encountered God in his presence and grown with him and what he's taught me. And so the hearing God challenge is really kind of like, you know, all this stuff. And, um, but my testimony actually includes hearing God before I was walking with God, which I know a lot of people might be like, how does that work? <laughs> and I believe we're all hearing God. I mean, when, when we accept Jesus as savior, we somehow feel or know or see or sense something that is calling us to dedicate our lives to him and say, yes, you are the one I want to follow. And so uh, my testimony, um, I was a professional actress, and I majored in theater, in musical theater in college, and then I performed all over the world. I was a singer-dancer, and uh, I auditioned out of New York and um, did national tours and regional theater and commercials and um, industrials, and I still do some voiceovers for audiobooks. Um, and so I did that um, until there was a, a union strike. And so then, because I'm SAG and AFTRA, which is the Actors Union, and I didn't know how to pay my bills. And so right around that time, I had run into a girlfriend at um, a restaurant that I had gone to Awana with as a kid. So I grew up Catholic, and uh, one of my friends who was Protestant took me to a church that had that. Awana is like this thing for kids, and you memorize Bible verses. And yes. I ran into her, and she said, hey, you should come to church. Well, I was, you know. I'm like, I'm going to show you work on Sundays. You know, it's like, nah, you show Saturday night and Sunday, Sundays, there's no way to go to church. Well, when the show ended and the strike happened, I thought, what am I going to do for money? <laughs> so, I'm like, God will use anything, you know? Um, and so I ended up like going to her church and just checking it out. And people were so nice. And, you know, then they came to my show and like, they just were so kind. Um, well, after a few weeks of going there, I was, you know, they were praying for me to find a job. And the pastor said, hey, we've been talking and we would like to bring you on staff for you to like direct the dramas that we do on Sunday and maybe do the arrangements music wise for the worship team and, you know, do that. It would be a part time job, which was perfect because then I thought, well, when acting picks up again and the strike is over, I can do both. I was thrilled to have like consistent health insurance and all those things. Um, because I was a full-time actor. That was the only thing I did. Um, and so I was like, this is great. And so shortly, long story short, shortly after being on staff, they, um, they, the worship leader stepped down and they said, will you lead worship? Because you can sing. So will you do this? And kind of was like, will you, you are doing this, right? Yes. And at the time, <laughs> like, and I was like, oh, it was a small church. You know, it was like under hundred people. And I was like, oh, and see, my lifestyle had not changed. They didn't know that. I was a really good actress. <laughs> so I was, yeah. you know, yeah. spending time with my boyfriend in ways that you wouldn't. Uh, if they knew that, I probably would have gotten fired. And, um, you know, living a life that was not honoring to God in any way. However, I had this experience before this where I heard God speak. And it was over something silly, like I was having a piece of furniture delivered, and the and I just was waiting at eight o'clock at night, and they were late, and and I was just sitting there, and all of a sudden I heard in my head, it was like a thought that came to me, like a grocery, like don't forget to get the eggs, you know, it was like that. And what it said in my head was, they're looking for your townhouse, but they can't find you, and they're mm -hmm. outside. So I so I went outside, and there was the truck, and I was in a cul-de-sac in the back, it's kind of hard to find. And so I went back in my garage and I stood there waiting for them to pull the truck up. And I, and I, I said to God, cause I knew it was him somehow. And I said, why do I know these random things? Cause this was not the first time I just knew random things and people in the world would call it psychic or whatever. And all of a sudden I heard a response and I heard, because I want you to know my voice in the big things. And I was like, whoa, yeah. So that had already happened. So I was experiencing God and I'm hearing, you know, the bridge illustration. I'm hearing the gospel while being on staff during prayer time, praying they wouldn't ask me to pray. Right. Yeah. And uh, so anyway, I went home. My testimony is I went home that night after they asked me to be on staff and I kneeled on my bed and I said, God, I know my life is this way and I cannot get on that platform and lead people. 
Um, I had been a hypocrite in so many ways, but that was like my line in the sand for some reason. And uh, I just told him, I will, if you will help me to stop sinning, because it was my literal words, then I will follow you. But I can't do this without you. I know I can't stop these sins because I've tried. And radically overnight, I didn't know I got saved, but let me tell you, I would open my Bible and understand it. I would hear, like, I would get ready to, like, study in the morning, and I would hear verses. Read John 15. Read Luke 1. Whatever it was. Now, remember, I went to Awana as a kid, and one of the things you do in Awana is you memorize the books, the books of the Bible. So here I was, 30-something years old, and God was telling me that, like what to read in his word and everything lined up, like all the chapters would be on hope or all the, all the verses would be on love or whatever the theme was for the day. And this went on day after day after day. I'd get up, I'd meet with God. I'd sit down with my pen and paper and say, what do you want me to read? And he'd tell me book, chapter, verse, and I would, and I would be, you know, I'd learn. Wow. um, Isn't that fun? (laughs) It didn't last forever. There was one day I was like, okay, what's today? And he was like, I've taught you my word, now study it. And so then that stopped. But it really was how God wooed me and taught me what he sounded like. Wow. Wow. <laughs> That's amazing. And I love how oh, you, that you, you did sit down and say, okay, tell me, like you asked, you wanted more. I feel like mm-hmm. the more I ask and the more I, the more I do and honor what he's saying, like, I feel like the more I get asked and the more he gives me, you know, it's, it's exciting. Mm-hmm. It is. And really it's about asking and listening. Like, you know what I mean? Like we can, it's mostly about listening. Mm-hmm. Asking is good, but sometimes when I don't hear an answer, it's because I've asked the wrong question. Mm-hmm. So like, if you're not getting an answer, ask like in a different way. And he's not trying to trick us or be hard to find. He's trying to help us ask better questions because he can't wait to answer us. The why question isn't one I find he answers very often personally. Like he won't, <laughs> he's not going to tell me the reasons. For instance, I had this one experience with God. Is it all right if I tell you this one? Yeah, Is absolutely. Right I, like, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> um, someone had hurt me. It was a guy and we broke up and he just really treated me wrong. And he was a pastor, which made it worse. And um, I went to get a massage and um, that day after work and I was laying face down and the lady was working on my back and she said, whatever this is, you have to let it go. And mm-hmm. right then I knew exactly like what she, like sometimes when they you know, push on a muscle that you're holding your attention, <laughs> like it just makes you cry. And so I just said in my head, Lord, I just want to know why about this man and why would he lie to me? And why would he do this? And I heard in my head, um, Jill, forgiveness is not needing to know why. Aww. So that helped set me free. Um, and it constantly sets me free from the why question. Hmm. Wow. So how did you get from here? You were, there was the, um, you weren't acting and you were starting in this ministry. How did you get to having your own ministry? Oh, wow. Series of interesting things happened. Um, that church that I was at, unfortunately, the senior pastor um, hit on me. And he was married with kids. And so I reported him to the elders. Yeah, it was really a dark time. Um, I reported him to the elders, but praise God, he admitted it. And, um, and long story short, I decided to leave and because they were going to keep him on staff. And I just, you know, the Lord excused me from that assignment. And, um, and I went back to acting full time. He was so good. I got plenty of work. Um, because I was doing it part-time as I was working at the church. And, and then I got another job at another church. And uh, then I got another job in Texas where I worked for an affiliate of Wycliffe Bible Translators. And I worked with Christian artists and raised money for Bible translation. I was in charge of that program. And it was like my favorite job. I loved that job. And, but I was getting burnt out. And I didn't really have a lot of days off because concerts are at night and on the weekends, I was traveling all over the country. And so I say all that to set up because people sometimes wonder, like, how did you get to where you're at? Like the journey sometimes is, um, you know, 
people don't share their whole journey. There's lots of stuff I just skipped over that God taught me how to serve him when it was hard, how to endure suffering, how to be faithful with little. Um, I still feel like I'm trying to be faithful with little. Um, and then he gives me something big and I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't feel ready. <laughs> um, but then I got laid off from that job and they mm. canceled the program and my whole team got laid off. It wasn't just me. They canceled the whole program. And we were making, raising lots of money from Bible translation. So it broke my heart and it was sad. But God had warned me a few months before. And he said to me, Jill, get your resume ready. And I argued with him. I was like, no, no, no. Like, I love this job. <laughs> and I'm not going to leave. But I did. I got my resume ready. And what I learned through that was God was getting my heart ready. I did, never needed my resume for anything else. But it was getting my heart ready to separate. And so I was just trying to finish really well and um, whatever that looked like. And so that first year after the layoff, I did a lot of consulting. And um, somewhere in there, the Lord asked me, it's a whole other story, but um, the Lord asked me to start my own ministry. And again, I don't know if anyone else is like this or if you're like this, Julie, but I argue with him when he tells me something that I don't understand. Yes. I'm like, no, no, no. Yes. <laughs> I tell him, all, tell him all the reasons why I'm not the right one. Um, and I, I was like, well, what's my ministry about? Like, what do you mean? And all I heard was, I want you to be a speaker and an author. And then I argued with him over that. I go, yeah, everybody wants that. That has to be me. Like, but I don't really want that. Like, I don't understand. Like, what is that about? And um, so I just started the nonprofit. I spent a lot of time researching it, getting a board, doing it right in order to help people encounter God's presence and find freedom in Christ. That was what I was passionate about. I love helping people know his word, hear his voice and get a breakthrough. It has not changed since that very first day when I asked him, what's my ministry about? And like, I didn't even have the vision for what it is now, but he did. Uh, so I started, I started my nonprofit and um, have been, you know, one thing after another, I've done a lot of different things through the nonprofit through the years, but I've never had another job job, like work for someone else. This is all I've done for eight years. Wow. Well, I can see how God is using you just in the one challenge that I witnessed. I remember even the, the one of the people in the chat uh, thread that you, their name popped out to you. And I witnessed how you were able to hear from God right in that moment. You didn't know this mm -hmm. woman. And I saw what she wrote. I was blown away that you can hear from God so clearly. You really have a gift. And I, I love Aww. that we've met and I'm going to be blessed by what you've put together. And um, so, yeah, I, I thought it was excellent what you, what you shared during all of that. Oh, thanks. I remember that lady. Was that the lady that um, I think this is when you're talking about where I just felt like God said that she was going to help women get out of sex trafficking? Yes. That one? <laughs> Yes. And, then, <laughs> and her and came to you kind of slowly, but not really that slow because, and I, I saw her name in the thread too. We were all kind of chiming in as you guys were asking at the end of the session. And you, you said, I'm going to take a leap of faith here. I, God has a calling for you in tra human trafficking. And didn't then to see her response, like <laughs> it was exactly what she was starting to do. And uh, so you're obviously hearing yeah. from God. And I would love to be able to, to, to know his voice that clearly where you could, you could speak into someone and, and help them on their journey, you know, their, what they're calling. Yeah. That's so good. Yeah. And she said that she had gotten free from being trafficked. Yes. So, yes. and then was helping others. I mean, yeah, I was like, and I love that you reminded me that I said, I'm, you know, I, you know, I'm taking a risk here because it is risky. I mean, giving someone else a word that you're hearing from God is as a prophetic word. I always think if I don't go into it with fear and trembling, then my pride is just like right in front and needs to take a back seat. There are other times I'm just so confident in what I'm hearing. Once I start speaking, it's like the spirit of God is like empowering me, but there's always fear and trembling before giving a word. Um, because, you know, people can rely on that. And, and if then if it doesn't happen, then they feel like, you know, it, I don't care about discrediting my ministry. I miss it, I'm sure, a lot. But it can make hurt their relationship with God. And mm -hmm. so if I'm speaking on God's behalf, oh, my gosh. That's so, it's, 
it's an honor to hear God like that, um, to help people. But yeah, I, I would love to, you know, share a little bit more about how people can hear God. I think everyone is hearing God already. I think it's just a matter of identifying that you're hearing God. And that's a great example because before you get ready to give words to other people of what he's saying, it's always going to be through a filter of what you see about God for yourself and who you see yourself, what your identity in Christ is. So the danger with giving words to other people before you've really learned to hear God for yourself is that you could be wrong. It could be your own filter Mm. and seeing someone through your own lens. So I always tell people when you, if you want to be that person and encourage other people, you can encourage them. You don't have to say it's from God. There are lots of non-believers that I meet and I just encourage them, but I know I'm hearing God for them, but I don't need to tell them because people should be able to look at our life and go there. They follow Christ. And that person always is encouraging me. And it gives an open, leaves a conversation to be open about Jesus. Um, But it always starts with you. It starts with you taking risks with God, being curious with God, just wanting to ask him questions because you want to know him. Um, It takes knowing the word of God because he will never go say something against his holy scriptures. Um, And it will always be loving. He will always be like that forgiveness thing. God never, did you notice when I, when God said forgiveness is not needing to know why he didn't say, Hey Jill, you're right. He treated you bad. (laughs) He didn't pick sides. He didn't pick sides at all, but he 100% comforted me. So we have to know his nature and that he's loving. Mm -hmm. And yeah, we have to commit to the journey of just knowing that hearing God is, it's like learning to speak as a little kid. Like we don't have a a college education and vocabulary when we're two, you know, Mm -hmm. so it it grows. Yeah. Can you speak a little bit about the, I think we covered four or maybe five in the first session. Can you talk a little bit about the different types yeah, absolutely. I think there were four main ones that we covered, and you did a good job of mentioning other ways that people hear God. And And if you look in scripture, you know, people have heard him through um, seeing angels and having dreams. And, um, you know, we can see God in creation. You know, the Bible says even the rocks cry out. And so we can, you know, hear God in so many different ways, but it kind of boils down to four, I think, four main ways that Um, people hear him on an everyday basis. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that is like when something's going on in your life, how do you communicate with him? When he wants to warn you, what does he sound like? When he's challenging you to walk into your identity, what is, what does that look like and sound like? And so they really fall into four categories and I call it hearing, seeing, feeling, and knowing. Um, So, I'll just start with, which one do you want to hear about first? <laughs> well, I am a, I loved, you got to talk about the, the brains, the three brains and the neurons. Cause I love that. <laughs> um, let's start oh, with the, yeah. feeler. <laughs> the feeler. That was the feeler, right? Was yeah, that the feeler yeah. that I said? Okay. So yeah, I learned that from somebody else. And so that's not mine. I learned it from a, a different pastor who said, this is so fascinating. I am obsessed with science and psychology because God and psychology, like he taught people, (laughs) you know, really what's going on. And science often confirms there is a God. And Mm -hmm. so there are three brains. One is the heart. Well, one is your brain brain, like in your head. Um, But the heart brain has 40,000 neurons or brain cells. And your Mm -hmm. gut has a hundred million neurons, which are brain cells. So when you're someone like me, I'm like, I've really learned to walk with God in all four of these areas, but the feeler was one of the first ones for me. And I would always discount my gut. (laughs) Like my Mm -hmm. gut would be telling me something and my head would logic it away. And I'd be like, Mm -hmm. no, 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 that person didn't, you know, when someone shows you who they are and you don't believe them because you just want to believe the best and you want to love them and like, but then you stay like you keep them in your inner circle, like when your gut is saying that person, I can love them from afar. They don't have to be in my inner circle. It's like your gut telling you something's off and you don't know what it is. Mm -hmm. I will say that sometimes people like to use that as an excuse. 
excuse to distance themselves with people when they really just don't want to work through the hard thing. So I will say that as a caveat. Um, so yeah, that, there's those three brains. And so the feeler, when you're really feeling the presence of God, when you're encountering his presence through your feelings, those people, people that are, this is their primary, or this is maybe the way that um, God first starts um, talking to you. Because I, I believe there's usually one that starts first when you're young. Um, you've probably always encountered God, if we can just use that word encounter, one way that we always encounter God. And then as we grow with him, he awakens other senses. And sometimes he'll even dull this feeler so that you're forced to kind of grow in the other areas. Um, mm -hmm. But people who experience God like this, there are people that pick up on what other people miss. Like they're feeling the room. They can sense an atmosphere. Like when people are fighting or they just got done fighting and you walk into the room and you're like, is everything okay? Like, are, are, were you guys good? And they're like, yeah, 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 we're good. Or mm -hmm. like you can, you're at a party with a ton of people and you can see across the room two people talking and you're like, they like each other. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, and you're, and the people are like, no, 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 we're just friends. Whatever. You like each other. Like feelers are really good at this kind of thing. Um, sometimes, um, this is crazy, but I've got some friends who have like four kids every single time I'd be like, you're pregnant. They're like, how do you know that? I'm like, I don't know. I just feel it. Like, and so we're picking up on things that are really happening. Feelers pick up on, it's not, it's God speaking, God giving insight um, through um, their gut. Um, you have insight into God's emotions. That's a beautiful thing. Like feelers, like when they see someone in pain, it's really an, an heightened sense of empathy that they um, will feel for somebody, but then they feel the love of God for them. There are times where in the, in the scripture, it says um, that Jesus um, had compassion on them and he healed them. So that compassion um, for me, I pay attention to that when God wants me to pray for healing for someone and I can just feel his compassion. And I'm like, he's going to, he's going to heal this person. Like, I just know it's going to happen because I feel it. Um, they often function as intercessors. And they pray through other people's burdens. They catch spiritual moments that other people are missing. Like, you know, if worship is really sweet in the room. Um, and, and, but they also have like a, a kind of a struggle side. I don't want to say negative, but they, mm -hmm. there's things that in when we're inexperienced or when we're immature in this area, we can discount um, the gut. And we can just do what I was like, oh, I'm just, that logically doesn't make sense. And they can also not feel valued in society because of society's views of emotions. So because of that, they can fall into nobody gets me, everyone thinks I'm too emotional, or my I need to wrangle in those emotions. They may not be super um, great in the business field because they feel everything. They feel when people are lying and I mean, it can be overwhelming, um, and so they get really distracted and, and brought down. So, and they also yes. think other people's stuff is theirs. That's a huge thing for feelers. Yes. They're like, if you like, if they're they may feel rejected, but it's really the other person struggling with rejection, and wow. but they feel it so much they think it's their own, and it's not. That's awesome. I'm. That's so me. Um, my husband accuses me of, big, of being a delicate flower sometimes, like, you know, and, and if I, <laughs> it can be overwhelming. Like you said, I can relate to a lot of the negatives too. And uh, I am a horrible business person. Um, but I, I also feel emotion in some good or bad stronger. And sometimes when I'm, when I feel a room, like I can actually feel goosebumps, like physically. Mm -hmm like, wow, I feel like the spirit of God is in this room. And, um, I just so enjoyed hearing you talk about a feeler, although I had to laugh <laughs> at the downside because there are definitely downsides too. And I have a hard time saying no, because like, I feel the need, oh, you know, yeah. whether it's school or yes. wherever it's like, I feel their need. And it's, it's, you have to put up some boundaries. <laughs> That's a really great example of a feeler is they, they have trouble saying no. I'd be curious how many of your listeners are going to write you saying, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And I'm sensitive to everything, light, sound, smell. Sometimes it's annoying, you know, but I think mm -hmm. that's, that's part of being a feeler is what one of my friends told me. 
So I love yeah. that. And God wants us to be like him and that's a character of him. So there's always refining in any of these areas. So there's areas that we're weak. We ask God, will you help me with that? Will you help me feel hundred percent compassion and yet let, let it not burden me all day. Mm. You know, so like we grow up in him in these areas. I need to pray that. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> Next time someone tells you you're a delicate flower, you know, and it has a little (laughs) bit of a a negative connotation, you can just say, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) I know I'm beautiful like a flower. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Jill. Awesome. You're welcome. Okay, so how about, let's do the seer next. Okay. People who see are super fascinating to me. Um, there's a lot that they have that I don't even experience just yet. However, when I started growing up in God and I started really understanding his word and, and tuning into these other things, this one kind of popped up for me. Um, and it's been really fun too. So, um, people who have a tendency to see are huge dreamers. Like I remember all of my dreams when I wake up. And sometimes I don't want to remember them. They're like bad dreams. But God will use the dream life for, for people who can see to understand um, certain things of God. They will sometimes, God will be speaking to them about what's going on in their everyday life. You know, kind of just cleaning up the mess in the brain of all the thoughts that have random. And you've got, you know, what we call pizza dreams. There's also the kind of dreams where God's saying, hey, this is what's going on in the spirit and I'm protecting you. Seers have an innate ability to understand what their dreams mean. And for those that are growing in it, they can get tools to, to learn more about that. Um, but they also, um, and that's kind of, dream, dreaming is a big thing. So the different ways people see are in dreams, in just vision for work and life, and, um, and also like they're in when they pray. So I'm kind of getting ahead of myself, sorry. Um, but when they are visionaries, like you, you ever met someone, you're like, they always see the next big idea. Entrepreneurs are often visionaries. They might be seers. Um, they have so much faith, like, and they inspire other people to have faith. They're like, I just see this and we're going to do it. And they just, it's like they can see the whole map on the wall. They can get a whiteboard and write it all out really quick. Um they also um, are people that are usually on the move with God. They're like, I see it. Let's do it. They love to get it done. Um, they tell stories really well. They paint pictures for other people. Like they want everyone to see what they see. Um, and in the, in the spirit realm, like they can also see what's going on. Now, this is areas that I don't personally um, have, but I know others do. They, I have friends who literally see angels. They said, oh, Jill, you've got three angels and this is what they look like. I'm like, how do you know that? Mm-hmm. Now they see it in their mind sometimes. It's like they get a picture in their imagination. And then sometimes people see them physically as much as you would see me standing in front of you. They see an angel. Mm-hmm. Um, there are other people who see open visions. Like they see a, a movie play out in front of them. And I asked them, I've asked, is this in your head or is this with your real eyes? <laughs> and yes, is the answer to both of those. So as seers develop, um, God has given, you know, pictures to people. Um, on the negative side, they can be super distracted and discount any source of reason. <laughs> yes. they just, they're like, I see it. Um, but God isn't always speaking literally. And so all throughout scripture, we see people who had dreams and visions and it wasn't, you know, Joseph, when he talks about when he saw the corn and the wheat bow down to him, it wasn't literally that it was about his brothers. Mm, And so often fears can misinterpret um, what they see. Um, They can jump to conclusions. Um, They may not be so patient because they think it's now because what they see is so real. Um, they can take things literally and they kind of, they have a tendency to val- undervalue the other ways, like the feelers, you know, or every, I, I must say this, every one of these different four areas kind of think because that's their experience. The other ones, if they don't understand it, go, I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah. So we have a tendency to do that with all of them. But um, so that's the fear. Fears are amazing. Um, oh, the one thing I didn't mention um, is often people who see in the spirit, who hear God in this way, 
they will, um, when they're praying for somebody, they'll see a picture at the same time. And this is an area of the prophetic that God has really, um, this is where I operate a lot, is I'll see something and I'll see a picture and like say roller coaster. And I don't know any, I have no idea what it means. And I'll ask God, what does that mean? Is that, is that person on a roller coaster? Do they feel like they're on a roller coaster? Are they going on a roller coaster? And I'll ask questions before I tell the person, I see you like a roller coaster because it may not mean anything. On the other hand, God only wants you to tell them you're like a roller coaster because it might mean something to them. So seers will often see pictures and need to grow in wisdom to ask God more questions. Do I just say that or do I tell them the meaning? And I don't even mention roller coaster. And I just say, hey, you're feeling like you're on this roller coaster up and down. And, man, it's really fun for a while. But then you're ready to get off because you don't want to just keep going on it again and again. So um, seers often see pictures and can prophesy out of that. Wow, that's great. My husband's part seer, I think, and I'm very much a knower, too. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Awesome. Okay, what one's next? This is so fun. (laughs) Okay, let's do, let's go into the knower. And I, I think these are so interesting hearing this and thinking about instances, um, you know, that you might've even had a little bit of each sometimes, but yeah, let's go to the knower. Okay. The knower, um, has like an innate, they just know that they know that they know. And that was, um, like me that I knew that there was a moving truck outside. I just knew it right? I heard it and I knew it was to be true. So I heard it and then I went outside and saw it. And um, knowers are people that have a lot of promptings. It's kind of like a light bulb goes off and they're like, oh, they have really strong impressions about things. They just know that person isn't safe. They know they shouldn't walk down that street. They they know that God is going to move. Like I remember when I was right before I moved to Texas and I was on staff at this mega church here in Chicago and I loved my job. I've always loved every single one of my jobs before they ended. And Mm -hmm. I loved my job, but I knew God said, you're moving in the spring, spend a lot of time with your sister. So I first knew that I was moving in the spring. And so when I asked him about that, then I heard spend a lot of time with your sister. And so I was like, huh. And so, but I just knew it was going to happen. I ended up moving in May that next year. Wow. And so, yeah, so I just knew it was gonna it was gonna happen. Um, you just know someone is lying to you. You just um, you, it's like an sometimes it's just like a supernatural face. They can't explain it. It's not logical. Often knowers have really high discernment, um, and they they often push through obvious barriers or facts. And the struggle for knowers is that they can't explain it to people right? There's no proof. And so I often tell knowers, ask God for a scripture, like give him help. Like if he often wants to give you confirmations, like you'll see the sign on all the billboards, <laughs> you'll get an email, you'll get like just confirmation after confirmation. Cause knowers are just, it's not as tangible. They don't feel as spiritual because it's not like a supernatural thing, like seeing or hearing God. It's, it's not a supernatural. So they question themselves a lot. Um, they sometimes get frustrated with others who are slow to catch up to where they're at. Um, mm-hmm. And so, and in their immaturity, they can seem like a know-it-all, like they're a leader. And they're like, it's kind of like if they have, a, if they're seers and knowers, they're like a visionary who says, we're going here. I just know it's the right thing to do. And the feelers are like, oh, my emotions haven't caught up to that yet. <laughs> you know, I can relate to that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so that's some things about the knowers. And then the hearers, I guess that's kind of obvious, but maybe there's some more there that we can cover. Yeah. Hearers are, I've mentioned it a couple of times, like they often get words or sentences in their thoughts, like, um, a scripture comes to mind or a phrase, um, you know, I've given a couple examples during this podcast, um, but they also, a sign that you're a hearer is that you know where you were when you heard it. Like you can say, I was standing at my kitchen sink when I heard this thing. They often say that. Um, they love to write it down. I think of the verse, you know, write the vision down, make it plain, you know, so that, you know, um, I'm forgetting the rest of it. So the angels can run with it. I think that's the rest of the verse. 
Mm-hmm. Um, they love to journal and, um, and they love to have conversations with God, like back and forth. They're the people who hear usually love to listen. Um, mm-hmm. and the other hand, they could use too many words with people. Um, and they can't sometimes, um, see what else is going on because of a very narrow focus. They tend to take things literally that can be a downfall or misunderstand timing. Um, and you know what, one of the things that I really love about hearers is they develop friendship with God, um, in a way that's really sweet. Cause when you're having a conversation you can hear back and forth, literally sentences and words in your head, that's more as you develop and hear God more, um, it becomes, you develop such a sweet friendship with God and he tells you things that are secrets. And so hearers that get more mature have secrets from God with God, um, and so you'll notice that they won't say, they will use their words less and less because they're being more strategic and partnering with the father. That is awesome. You know, I, I had one instance where God spoke to me. I was having a really hard time and, um, it was almost like a whisper. Like I questioned if I actually heard it cause it felt, yeah. I, again, I felt it more and, um, I still, even as a feeler, like I felt the emotion behind what was whispered. If mm-hmm. it was actually even audible, I don't actually know. Um, I felt it some, the emotion of it so much stronger than what I physically heard or might have thought I physically heard. So it was really interesting yeah. and I, it really moved me, you know, and then I actually went to a prayer meeting that night. And they passed out a thing of declarations. And on the very top of the sheet was the exact verse that he had spoken to me. Set oh, I love it. And I just started <laughs> bawling, like, you know, at, at the meeting, they're like, are you okay? And I was like, oh my gosh, this is just, I love confirmation when you get it. It's just so, it's yes. so powerful. Yeah. And, and any one of the four need confirmation, you know, and it's not like a beginner's thing. Like I've been hearing God for a long time and I still need confirmation from him, especially when they're things that are, you know, important. And, and that's why I always tell people develop friendship with God, learn to hear him when you don't need, to, you know, to make a big decision so that when you do, you know, it's, it's easier. And, and your story reminds me of when God called Samuel um, and it's in first Samuel three. And, and it says that the Lord called Samuel and he kept going to Eli. And he's like, here I am. And Eli's like, I didn't call you go back to bed. And eventually Eli got wise and said, say, you know, respond and say, you know, here, Lord, I am, I'm listening. Um, speak, Lord, your servant is listening. And so then God, here's the crazy thing. I don't know if you've ever noticed this, but as he did that, then God told him a terrible, like fate that was coming to Eli for being a terrible leader and his family being full of iniquity. Oh. And so then he had to go tell his mentor the first thing Samuel gets, <laughs> how terrible, like, oh my God, like, we don't always get easy things that God tells us in the beginning. Um, but anyway, it's a little piece of the story. But on that point, God often will use our name when he wants to, when hearers will hear, like, I'll hear Jill. And when I know he says my name first, I'm like, ooh, 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 what's up? <laughs> like, this is really important. <laughs> oh, wow. I haven't heard that yet. <laughs> Yeah. So you're lucky. So maybe I'm more disobedient more often than you. <laughs> no, no, I've been in trouble, I'm sure. Now, so do people tend to have one primary um, trait as far as, as these go? Or do they, can they move in and out of different ones or do other ones develop? Like, how does that work with people generally? Um, I hesitate to give an answer to that because God can do whatever he wants. Yeah. Um, I think in my life, I saw that I recognized one first, and then I recognized, oh, you've always been doing that one. And so um, I think we can grow in all of them, but in order to not feel overwhelmed, find one that you think God has already been using to speak to you and ask him, how am I hearing you in the other ways? And be aware of it and then ask for more. Mm-hmm. That's good. And I love, um, the book. I want you to talk a little bit about your book that you've written. Um, it's a wonderful, wonderful resource. Um, I'm going to love using it. Um, but there's a lot of help with prayers. Um, 
being very specific in your prayers. There's the, the, all the different topics. Can you talk about how being more specific um, can be beneficial with your prayers? Yeah. Um, the Freedom Coach model is was really written because my clients were saying, I loved how you helped me hear God today. Can you write that down? And so I wrote it down. There's 20 different topics in the book. And it's not like a book people are going to read, as you know. It's mm-hmm. going to have a little bit of teaching, and then you're getting right to asking God questions. And so um, it's the different topics are encountering God. Um, and one of my favorite chapters is friendship questions. They're all the ran- 60 random questions to ask God to grow in your friendship with him. And then there's other things like um, what are the lies that I'm believing and what's the truth? Um, there's the forgiveness prayer. There's overcoming rejection. Um, there's all these different things. So anybody can pick it up. And I always say start in the beginning because there's some basic foundational things I want people to really get. Because, for instance, if you haven't really forgiven people, you're going to have trouble. Again, it's identity, right? You're going to have trouble mm-hmm. if you don't get that solid in some of the more um, advanced prayers, I guess I'd say, mm-hmm. that incorporate a lot of the tools. So, um did I answer your question? I kind of forgot how you phrased it. <laughs> no, it was good. It was good. I just, I think it's just really important for us to understand, you know, a lot of times just ask questions that are not open-ended, you know, thinking that God's not going to really mm. show us. Um, I think it's important to be praying the right prayers. So no, that yeah. was good. Um, yeah. The, the questions are really specific in the way that they're on topic, you know, like God, is there anyone I need to forgive? And who, what do I need to forgive them for? How, when they, when they did that, how did it make me feel? And really like being an investigative reporter to get it all on the table and then be like, okay. And then I give a prayer at the end. Okay, God, today I'm giving you the exact words to say, God, today I choose to forgive this person for what they did and how it made me feel. And like to give some shape to it so that we don't get like, and they did this and this was wrong because like that can get us off into a funny trail. So I try and help people you know, get to where they want to be. <laughs> yeah. I actually had a, um, I was telling you this before, but I had a, a Christian woman who was very knowledgeable in scripture and she was a mentor much like yourself. And, um, she led me through some of these topics and, you know, I paid by the hour. <laughs> I mean, it, it's, you know, yeah. it's worth it, but I mean, in your book, a lot of the stuff that I covered, you know, paid to cover with her is right in your book. You know, when I was in elementary school, my friend pulled out a Ouija board. I didn't understand, you know, in elementary school Mm -hmm. implications of that. And so she had to walk me through that. We had to confess and Mm -hmm. repent and pray over that. And um, those things are right in your book. And um, yeah, excited to get into that. And I know online you have a lot of resources. If you could talk a little bit about, you know, if people want to start really exploring and um, using more of your tools, like what can they find in the resources online that you have? Oh, yeah. Thanks for that. Um, There's so many free things. I just kept creating free things for people to encounter God and hear his voice. So you're going to find one of my favorites is called Living Free. And it's an hour teaching, like a class and a workbook that goes with it. Um, So you can take notes on some of the the teaching of what are your beliefs and what are you thinking about and how does that tie into how you're living. And so it's kind of I'm teaching you how to hear God, but also making plans on how to move forward because we can just get in this love bubble with God, which is awesome. But then what are we going to do with it? And so you put some of those to action. I also have a freedom prayer guide. It's just very basic. I think it's five topics of encountering God, forgiveness, a couple of the things that are more that are common. Um, it's a PDF that you can print. Um, I've got a hearing, um, I've got a challenge that's called the freedom something challenge. <laughs> I'm forgetting what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've got a bunch of free resources on there, um, as well as, you know, some pretty low priced um, other audio courses and workbooks. And I've got some other mentorship programs that release a couple times a year. I have one for singles that's open right now um, called From Looking to Loving. So... Yeah. Awesome. I'm going to list all of those out, the links for all those things, because so valuable what she has to offer. Um, and I also want to make sure you mentioned that you might be doing the hearing, um, hearing God's voice challenge again on Facebook. If there's any kind of, um, way to sign up, you know, if that comes available again, um, that people could be kind of looking for that. If you can give me a link for that, I'll also attach that. 
Um, this has yeah. been so excellent. So, so excellent today. Um, so and your good. website, um, if you can tell people where to find you um, again, I'm going to attach all the links, but I think is it jillmonicoministries.com? It's jillmonico.com. Jillmonico.com. Okay. Yeah. Wonderful. And Monaco is like the country. So if people are wondering, it's M-O-N-A-C-O. Okay. Excellent. Excellent. Um, this has been so helpful. I love um, exploring all the different ways that um, we can have a better encounter with God and get to know him better and um, develop these type of prayer lives that can be huge. Um, do you have yeah. anything else you want to add? Um, I would just, I would love to create a special link for your listeners at jillmonico.com slash everyday miracles. And yes. if they go there, they'll, it'll get them right to all the free resources. So that'll be super easy for them. And I would also say, follow me on social media because I'm every single day, I'm putting out a new quote or something God has shown me and doing a little bit of a teaching to encourage you to ask questions. So I'm always posting questions for you to ask God. Um, and it's just Jill Monaco on Instagram and, and Twitter and Jill Monaco Ministries on Facebook. Wonderful. And I would love to send a copy of your book to a listener. And so the first person that oh. emails me at everydaymiraclespodcast at gmail.com. And that includes all of my regulars, Sue, Karen, <laughs> all of you guys, <laughs> you know who you are. Sometimes they email me and they're like, is it okay if I, if I apply? <laughs> um, but yes, the first person to reach out to me over email that would like to have Jill Monaco's book, I would be happy to send that to you complimentary just for listening today. Um, and so also, cool. um, yeah. So thank you so much for this. I do have a little prayer. I wanted to read, um, just closing out. It's so funny. I was telling Jill, um, today as we record this, um, had two different things come into my email box about hearing God's voice today. And um, one of them was in my abide meditation. It was about hearing God's voice and there was a beautiful prayer. So um, I took part of that from the abide meditation. It's a, it's a great resource. If you just want to have some quiet time and um, little scripture, um, my husband, and I really, really enjoy it, but um, I would like to pray over um, everyone that's listening right now. Lord, help us to be sensitive to your promptings. We long to hear from you, God. We know that listening to your voice and responding with courage and faith will always lead to your glory and to our good. Mm -hmm. At moments when it's hard for us to discern your voice, will you please help us to lean in and to listen, to respond in faith and to act courageously? Speak to us, we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. That's sweet. Oh. Amen. Again, yeah. Thank you so much. I'll attach all those resources. And, um, if anyone listening, if you have a miracle you would like to share with me or, um, any feedback you just want to give me, I'd love to hear about what your, um, area is as far as hearing God's voice. Uh, it's been such a pleasure. So thanks again, Jill and, uh, God bless you. Thanks for having me.